Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. I am Fred. You can email us, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. I can't do a podcast. I don't even know how I'm so. I'm a math guy. I'm not a technical guy. Uh, Tom Hofarth is in Venice. Art Source is driving back from Baltimore. And Fred's in 100 degree heat at 423 this Thursday, uh, what, September 15th, 2020. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, sports business, sports media in Southern California and everywhere. But first, I'm going to make a bet right here and now. We're like 40 minutes away from uh, opening pitch in uh, Globe in Arlington, Texas, as the Dodgers battle the Braves. The Braves up two games to one. I predict the Dodgers will not score 11 runs in the first inning. I predict that Clayton Kershaw may pitch pretty well. We shall see what happens. However, the game is going up against, well, two town halls. Biden's town hall on ABC and uh, Trump's town town hall on NBC. Now, this is all sports, but I have to ask you guys and gals a question. Trump turned down the debate on NBC. Why are they giving him the town hall on NBC? And why are they doing it opposite exactly Biden? They know that the uh, audience is going to be split in half. A lot of people will be taping one and watching the other. The other people will be going back and forth. I know it's not a sports thing, but it's sort of like, I don't know what's right, what's wrong. What an ethical thing. I don't like either candidates, you know that. But I'm just saying, why would NBC give him another shot at this if he turned down the debate, which we all deserve to see? Agree or disagree? Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. All right, what else can we talk about? The uh, Clippers have a new coach. Tyron Liu uh, agrees to a five-year deal to coach the Clippers. I don't think they should have fired Doc Rivers. Uh, of course, he found a job the next day in uh, Philadelphia with the 76ers. But I think Tyron Lue will do a good job. That's not a question. Let's see who comes back, who doesn't come back. A lot of conjecture that there was some team uh, lack of chemistry. So we'll see what goes on as far as that is concerned. But uh, but again, I think uh, that uh, Steve Ballmer jumped the gun a little bit by uh, firing uh, Glenn Doc Rivers. Right, I, know, I know he didn't uh, win a lot in the playoffs, but uh, I know Art Source wouldn't have fired him. Art Source now with us on his way back from Baltimore, Maryland. Arthur, welcome to the show. Hey, Fred, how are you? Sorry I'm a little bit late here. Traffic was pretty rough. But uh, talking about Steve Ballmer, you know, Doc Rivers is one heck of a basketball coach. And he sure did a lot in bringing the Clippers back to, back to how about for the first time in their history, to prominence. And uh, they're so excited in Philadelphia right now to have him. I'm wondering, you know, what was Steve Ballmer thinking about there, Fred? Well, I, again, I, I agree with you. And, again, he didn't win a lot in the playoffs. Never got it. Well, in 50 years of the franchise, starting in Buffalo, they never gotten to the conference finals. But 
that's not on Doc Rivers necessarily. There was some team, I guess, dissension. So maybe that's what he's uh, sort of blaming the coach for. I wouldn't have made the uh, the firing. I wouldn't have fired him. And uh, I think Tyron Lowe will do a good job too. But the bottom line, it doesn't mean they're going to make it to the conference championship or win the whole thing. Uh, let's see who comes back and who doesn't uh, come back. It's all very, very well, the West projection. Is very, very competitive, Fred. I mean, you know, based on what I'm hearing out of Houston, based on what I'm hearing with, you know, Golden State still has a pretty pretty good group of players up there. You know, you have the Lakers coming back. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with Davis, but uh, they'd be really, really not very smart if they don't re-sign him. But, uh, you know, the NBA, the NBA needs to really get some sizzle back. Their ratings were absolutely horrendous. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know, you know, it just seems as though in these politically mag- supercharged times, a lot of people were turned off by a lot of the stuff. Well, I don't, I don't agree. I mean, I, a lot, yeah, a lot of people were turned off, but I don't think that's why, uh, the ratings uh, were that low. Uh, the NHL really is not political at all. And their ratings were less than half than the Stanley Cup's, uh, uh, Do you think it was year. a combination of like too many sports playing at the same time? Well, yeah, because usually the NBA ends in June. There isn't the uh, uh, baseball yeah. playoffs going on, and and so they're up against that. The Stanley Cups uh, usually over a little bit before that. So I mean, they were up against some nights. They were up against two baseball games, up against uh, uh, Sunday night football. And uh, so it's awfully tough because uh, even me, and I, and I wrote this on Facebook, and, and it's 100% true. The night that there was football, uh, baseball, and basketball, I watched basketball 20% of the time. I watched baseball 40% and football 40%. And I like basketball, but I was watching the other two. So my point is yeah. that wasn't political on my part. It was just that there was so much to watch. Hey, Fred, what do you think of this this, this prospect that that – uh, Tampa Bay has the Cuban Milky Betts, Randy Rosarina. Yeah, had I another mean, home run a few minutes ago. Six home Can runs in the playoffs. One? Yeah, he had another one about an hour ago. And it's last time oh. I checked, it was 3 2 Houston. Houston trying to stay alive. I think it's a six frame, and that one's on TBS at a uh, little oh, bit after five. Like that's a record. Doesn't he have like six home runs? Is that the record in postseason all time? He uh, and Evan Longoria, like back with the Rays. Well, I get well, but people see. Here's the deal. Uh, here, I, oh no, I'm sorry. Sounded like Biden uh, hit me in the head. Okay. Anyways, um, like Duke Snyder hit four home runs twice in the World Series, but they never right. had the playoffs. So I mean, my point is, it's records now versus yeah. records then. Well, it's like it's like didn't Babe Ruth have like 18 World Series home runs and Mickey Mantle also, and you know, but they're not even anywhere near on the list, you know, compared to. To our boy from Boston and the, and the Dodgers, uh, you know. Ma- Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez. <laughs> 29 home runs, not in the Hall of Fame. Hey, I, I, I want to switch subjects uh, only sure. because this upsets the hell out of me. So I'm watching the Chargers game on Monday night. And Justin Herbert has only thrown uh, three touchdown passes in the first half. And I'm saying to myself, I hope they let him throw as much in the second half. And they run the ball 10 out of 11 times to open the second half. I think that's on Anthony Lynn. They've lost so many close games. I think it's on the coach. I really do. I mean, I think he might have th- he threw four in the game. He might have thrown six. New Orleans does not have a secondary. All right, you played for the Rams. You played for USC. Don't you keep passing? I agree. You know, if they're not stopping something, 
I mean, that was the one thing John McKay and Robinson and all my coaches in the 70s and 80s always said. If they're not stopping this play, they're going to get a whole lot of it. And, I mean, i got to tell you, Justin Herbert is awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, to come out to come out and play the four games he's played so far this season, he's been phenomenal. But I, I agree with you. I've watched the Chargers since the 60s, Fred. I mean, I remember going back to Sid Gilman and Ernie Ladd and Keith Lincoln and Paul Lowe. And, you know, even even Jack Kemp. And, you know, and I, and I wonder what's going on sometimes with that franchise. They've had so many opportunities, and they haven't been able to, you know, to, to get over the hump. Like they did once in the AFL, obviously. But, I mean, you know, in terms of Anthony Lynn, I like Anthony Lynn. I think the players like Anthony Lynn. But I also think he has a tendency, and there's been a lot of great coaches. Marty Schottenheimer comes to mind. A tendency for him to get a little tight when things get pressure packed, and I've noticed that he has this this propensity to want to like work the clock. And the way the NFL is set up now, it's an offensive league. I mean, they do have a great defense. Don't get me wrong, but you have to you if you've got a kid that can throw the ball and the receiving stable that they have. I mean, Williams and Allen and you know Hunter Henry. Come on, wing the ball around the field. That's the game in the NFL in 2020. No, I think it's even worse because they don't have their best running back in Austin Eckler. So without, without their best running back and with their best wide receivers, Mike Williams was back on Monday, um, they stopped throwing until uh, the Saints make a charge and you're giving the other team momentum. And, uh, again, they, they could have hit that 50-yard field goal, but – you know, that's no guarantee. Okay, Artie, yeah. you kicked in the NFL. The odds of a 50-yard field goal in the NFL in 2020, what, at 60-40, 70-30, what would you make the odds? I would say 50-50. Okay, 50-50. Okay. So now, that's no in guarantee. My era, in my era, it was 75-25, uh, again. <laughs> Seriously. So, so we've, mean, gone back, we've, gone back, we've gone backwards? Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm saying the kickers today kick the ball between 50 and 60 yards with a greater accuracy than the kickers in my generation. Now, I think my, my generation kickers were better inside the 40. They were very accurate. But in terms of, of power, I mean, I watched some of these guys kick. I mean, I watched the kid from Kansas City, Butcher. He kicked three in a row over 58 yards. Yeah. He's got a kick down here in Baltimore. Justin Tucker got a leg on him. Greg DeLeg Zerline, who's having a great year with Dallas. You know, I mean, these guys these guys can go downtown. I've heard guys kicking them, you know, 70 yards in practice. And, and I mean, in my, in my greatest days, a little breeze behind me, I could go from 65, but 70? Nah, nah. <laughs> let, let, me, let, let me ask you a question. Um, I watch a lot of the NFL and have since I was five years of age. And sometimes maybe you're a rookie kicker or maybe you're a kicker who's just taken over last week because of an injury. And let's say you missed the first extra point. All right, so now you get a chance in the second quarter to kick a 37-yard field goal. What is our source thinking? Is he thinking, if I miss this, they're going to fire me after the game? Or is he not thinking about that at all? Is he just concentrating on... Let me tell you, the greatest thing you want to think about is positive. All you want to do... Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, I kicked in the Coliseum for many, many years. And they always had the, the guards right behind the tunnels, which were 
yeah. that are directly behind the goalposts on the closed end of the Coliseum. So I would pick out one of those security guards in those bright yellow jackets, and I would just pretend like I was kicking the ball to him. And the, the worst thing you can do, Fred, is try to change your pre-shot routine, what you do. You want to stick with it, and you want to think positive thoughts. Because if you let any, any negative things get into your brain, you know, you're, you're, you're messing with it. And that's why you get into your routine. You watch great bowlers. You watch great golfers, free throw shooters. They do the same thing every time they do it. And believe me, there's something to be said for just that. Now, you were driving back from Baltimore, so you may have missed this, but uh, Le'Veon Bell signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. A, I guess the Jets uh, just got sick of him. B, he goes from one of the worst teams to the maybe the best team. Your comments? Well, you know, the Jets are a dumpster fire. I hate to put it so bluntly, but uh, I've never been a big fan of Adam Gaze. Uh, you know, he he and the Vic Fangio didn't even, you know, congratulate each other. They were coordinators on the same, you know, uh, Bears team five years ago when Fox was the head coach. And, I, you know, I'm just not a big fan of, of, of Adam Adam the Gaze Gaze is what I call him. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, here you go. You know, walking out of the, out of the, uh, the fire and, you know, out of the frying pan and jumping in the fire or however you want to put it. God bless uh, Le'Veon Bell. He's got a chance to be a really key part of that team. And, and I mean, what has the guy done in the last three years? He held out one year. He had uh, very little action, you know, in 2019. And this year he's been on the shelf like fine china. You know, can he still play? That's the question I have. I remember at Michigan State, uh, one of the best, uh, you know, he only played, I think, three years, I guess. But... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he had a really good uh, junior season, but then, of course, he had the drug problems. And uh, I don't know. I think something else is going on there. Maybe he was talking down the coaches like you just did or something like that. I don't think they just release him just like that. Well, uh, honestly, Fred, when you go from an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay, which is, you know, pretty much in the top five organizations in, in professional NFL football, and then you go to the Jets, and you're used to playing on a playoff team, surrounded by seven, eight other guys that are really, really good, okay, when he was there. And then you get to the Jets, and you look at the offensive line, and then you look at the receiver core, and you go, wow, am I going to get the opportunity I had behind this great offensive line I played with in Pittsburgh? i got to tell you, that's a huge difference. I don't care how good a running back you are. If you don't have the horses up front, the big uglies, as Keith Jackson called him, you're not gonna you're not gonna get any yards. Arch, you joined us about two minutes into the show. I opened the show by saying that uh, I make a prediction: Dodgers against the Braves. The Dodgers will not score 11 runs in the first inning tonight. What do you think? <laughs> I got to go with that one, friend. You know, I'm not a big gambler, but but I will tell you this: their last two innings, I mean, the ninth inning where they almost came back and beat the Braves in Game Two, right. they were right on the cusp there. So I mean, at least the bats are cooking. Now, can Kershaw go out there and get them square in this series and they're right back where they need to be, you know? Well, we'll find out. Dodgers down uh, two games to one uh, on uh, KTTV Channel 11 in Southern California and Fox Across America. And, of course... Uh, Brad, i got a question for you. i got sure. a question for you. Right? Sure. Do you sure. ever read the Sports Business Journal? 
I used to subscribe at a, at one hundred and sixty nine dollars. Much too expensive. expensive. Much too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have actually had a chance to. Uh, they gave me like a, a special rate to check it out and the whole shot. And I got to tell you, they do a great job. I also think David J. Halberstam, if there's other sports fans out there who want to get inside information on broadcasters and who's doing games prior to the, you know, the weekend, he does a great job as well. Uh, David J. Halberstam Sports used to be a play-by-play guy with the Miami Heat and I think in New York as well. But uh, this is just to keep the fans out there who really like to, to get the inside scoop. These, there's two pretty good publications to look at. Um, you know, you can also get the Sports Business Journal. If you just Google it, you'll get all their stories. I think they're doing it on purpose. And again, you know what? I get so many magazines that uh, my wife, Sandra, says, uh, no, this has to stop. So even if it's <laughs> no, seriously, they used to give it to me free years ago and then went up to 200. Then I got them down to 169. But uh, honestly, I subscribed to, well, you don't want to hear this, but at least 10 different magazines. And of course, uh, hey, by the way, this is I was going to ask you this on tomorrow's show on Sports Overnight America, but I'll ask you it now and then ask you that again. Uh, I have about a year to go on my Sports Illustrated uh editions, uh, uh, and they run out, I think, la- next August or something. Okay, so I get this uh, mailer a couple days ago saying uh, two years for the price of one. Between you and me, I don't think Sports Illustrated will be here in two years. So, of course, no. I turned it down. Agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, look at the sporting news. The sporting news is, is directly online now. That was, that was, you know, the Sphinx family. That was my Bible for many, many years. You know, and then I, then I started really liking the USA Today. Uh, and the USA Today is half the newspaper and half the sports weekly that it was just three, four, five years ago. I mean, they're not giving you any information that you can't figure out on your own. I mean, it really has become sad. It might be time for a national business and sports paper. The way the world is right now, a lot of people love business. They want to know about the stock market. They want to know about what's going on. Maybe business, politics, and sports. But I think there's room, like the old National. Remember the National with Frank DeFord? Yeah, I've got, I've got the first editions. Yeah. Yeah, I just I got to tell you, I love that 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 darn publication. And I mean, you know, it was it was so much fun. And I do realize they 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 hemorrhaged millions of dollars. But, uh, you know, I look at the national publications out there. You know, the New York Times, they want $4. The Wall Street Journal wants $5. I mean, newspapers to this point in time, I mean, you like magazines. I, I read lots of newspapers. And, I mean, you know, my wife's the same thing. What do you, you know, what do you need all these newspapers for? Well, I'm trying to get, a, you know, a cross-section, Seattle Times, the Miami Herald, maybe the New York Post, you know, maybe – you know, the, the green sheet in San Francisco. I, I want to get different concepts and, and different ideas of what's going on so I can really find out what the truth is. Because, you know, if you just hang in there with one newspaper, you get a pretty one-dimensional look at the world of sports. All right, before we go, again, I mentioned this at the beginning before you joined us on your way back from Baltimore, so I want to put you on the spot here. I think, uh, okay, at 5 o'clock Pacific, folks, it's 4.42 uh, Thursday afternoon at five o'clock, we've got the two town halls: Biden on ABC and uh, Trump on NBC. 
if you were running NBC and the debate was supposed to be on NBC and Trump turned it down because he refused to uh, uh, take a test or get behind the, the, the bar, whatever the case might be, he, he turned it down. Would you give him a free town hall opposite the other candidate? Is that smart I got a business? theory on that, Brett. Tell me. I got a theory on that. Tell me. Here's my theory. Maybe if the people are watching Trump and if Biden has a really bad town hall, maybe it won't affect Biden as much. Okay? Possibly. Possibly. All right, so what are you, you know, going mean, to do? They're still definitely afraid that Joe Biden is going to say, my name's Joe Biden and I'm running for senator. <laughs> you know? And I mean, honest to God, Fred, you're at the point now where this election is, you know, within 20 days. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen. And maybe NBC's kind of figured something out here. Plus, you know, maybe it makes NBC look a little better to the far right. Yeah. Because I mean we know we know who they're at who they want to be president. But you know, that's a tough question. That's a great question actually. So that that's something for people to definitely uh mull. If uh your son came down with COVID, would you be making trips out of town? Oh boy, that's a tough question. You're running for president, you're down by five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten points. You know, I mean, I, I love. That's a that's a great question, Fred. Um, yeah, no. hmm. I'd have to talk to mom about that one. <laughs> All right, it's been but, fun. Uh, we'll do it again next Thursday because I gotta believe Tom Hofarth will still be stuck in Venice. He actually is working for a, a Catholic charity. He's very he's religious and uh, he's doing a great job yeah. down there. But uh, uh, Artie, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Overnight America, and then of course. So, by the way, folks, if you're listening in Southern California. Every Saturday, what time is our uh, program on KMET uh, Art Source? Well, we're on it. We're on at 10 a.m. and that's all in the Inland Empire, and uh, it's it's fantastic. It's called the Sports Universe, and we try to really have a blend of uh, much like we do on Sports Overnight America. We have a lot of fun, and we talk sports, and we talk a little politics, and we also talk like a little bit of business, and uh, and try to get to the to the actual listeners. And uh, and have some fun. Who sponsors it? It's Under Armour. Under, Under Armour. Armour, and of course, and of course, uh, yours truly here at Galaxy Sports. <laughs> Alrighty, we'll talk to you next week right here and the other shows over the weekend. Thank you for appearing on uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Sorry, I was a little late tonight, Fred. You have nope. a great evening. No problema, Scott. Thank you for putting the show together, and we'll see you in about a hundred and. 67 hours right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. You can email us at sportsfred at AO.com, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.